Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley and this is the podcast extension of ROI Show 483. Our noted guest is Dr. John Tresh, Milton Chair and Professor of History, Art, Science and Folk Practice at Warburg Institute in the University of London, England, who will be talking to us about his book, The Reason for Darkness of the Night, Edgar Allan Poe and the Forging of American Science. The history bus for today's show are Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. And Ed, we're going to give you the last question. Thanks, John. John, if Poe were alive today, where would he, how would he fit into, how would we see him in uh, a modern culture um, with this edgy genius that he's got and this kind of pathological science or psychology? Would we send him to rehab or, you know... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm asking you to speculate, but you know, would he, how could he fit in today's world? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think someone would certainly try to send him to rehab. He probably would have a, a, a heck of a recovery story, which he did in his own lifetime. You know, so he 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 bottoms out, he hits rock bottom, and then he comes back. He'd have comeback after comeback. So I think his his kind of way of being a celebrity who you really, you know, feel for and kind of watch through their ups and downs, that's extremely modern. That's he, he kind of set the pattern for, for a lot of music stars and film stars. And, and so, yeah, rehab and then a lapse and then, and then a recovery and, and a comeback. And for his writing, I think he'd be right at home. The horror fiction, horror, horror films, horror movies, um, science fiction, these are all, these are mystery stories. These are the best-selling um, forms of, of work that we have. These are, these are the, the things that fill theaters. These are the things that make uh, miniseries. And so many of them look back to Poe as their, as their model. Stephen King, Jordan Peele, again, Sherlock Holmes, and all of the detectives, the crime procedurals, they all have a resemblance and they all have a kind of origin back in, in Auguste Dupin and, and Poe's first uh, mystery stories. So he would be very at home in, in today's kind of popular arts landscape. What I think he'd have to contribute as well in thinking about science and, and, and its role in the modern world is he would certainly be reading Scientific America. He'd be keeping up with all the most recent publications. He would love the James Webb Telescope of deep space. He was always projecting himself into deep space and imagining what it looked like on other planets, what, what life was like. So he would love what, what NASA has done. But he would also be very aware of the way in which science and technology have also created a lot of problems. How the, with uh, climate change, with with the, the the waste that comes through production and spewing uh, carbon carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, he predicted that in in the 1840s he wrote one of the first works that showed nature destroyed by steam engines by the by the the smoke that was puffing out of, of steam engines. So he he was well aware that for all that science and technology could do, they also had a, a flip side and, and harms. And I think his his the work that he ended with Eureka is scientific cosmology, really would still be relevant today, that it gives a picture of science and of, of a philosophy of humans in nature, where we're certainly part of nature, where we try to understand it, where we try to figure out its, its movements, but we don't try to dominate it. We don't try to control it, and we don't force it into our ends. There's a real thought of interdependence between humans and nature in, in Eureka. And that's the kind of thinking, I think, that we're, we absolutely need to deal with the climate crisis. 
science is going to help us, but science can't be the only way. We need some attention to emotion. We need some attention to, to feelings and imagination and some way of understanding how science and technology fit in a bigger picture of the universe, more closely tied to the whole range of what humans are and the whole range of what nature is and, and might, might become. And that's the kind of vision that Poe had already in the 1840s, and we could certainly use it today. John, I'm going to make uh, our John a liar. I do have one last quick question. You mentioned the scientific uh, principles that were hidden in the the uh, poem, The Raven. What was the scientific theme or message in the very first experience I had with Edgar Allan Poe in the pit and the pen- pendulum? Well, if you think of pendulums, where, where, where pendulums are used in clocks, Right? Sure. The kind of mechanical swinging yes. that, that, that shows a kind of regularity to nature. They're also used in, in um, measuring magnetism, geomagnetism, and Poe was aware of that. There's all kinds of surveys about the Earth's magnetic fields. How much does uh, a pendulum vary from one place to another? How long does it take to, to do its oscillations? So it's directly tied to some very specific sciences, but much more to the general metaphor of the mechanical clockwork universe. And the, the main character of that story is a victim of the clockwork universe. He's tied to a table being tortured by a clock, by the rhythm, the regularity, the methodical, uh, irrepressible progress of science, method, and rationality. So in a way, it's a complete dramatization of one aspect of Poe's thinking, which is, has nature, have human minds, are we... In, in replacing imagination and feeling and, and individuality with mechanism, with clockwork organ, order and regularity, are we torturing ourselves? Are we torturing nature? How do we get out of this, this, this way of seeing the world, this thing that we've done to our minds and we, that we've done to ourselves? So on the one hand, Poe is very well read in science, very enthusiastic about some of its discoveries, but Pit in the Pendulum is one of the stories that shows really that, that dark side of science, that, that too much regularity, too much, attempts to, too much of an attempt to control our own minds, to control nature, to control other people, is nothing but torture, is nothing but torture and destruction. All so right. that's a kind of uh, a first-order reading of, of Pit in the Pendulum. Perfect. Well, we would like to thank our guest for this 483rd show, Dr. John Tresh, Milton Chair and Professor of History, Art, Science, and Folk Practice at Warburg Institute at the University of London, who talked with us about his book, The Reason for the Darkness of the Night, Edgar Allan Poe and the Forging of American Science. The history buffs for today's show were Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you'll find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio, one word, in the search. Click on the first icon and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. And you can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.